just give you a little insight into uh, my growing up, my family life. Um, we always played games, like our, as a family. We would always find a time to play games around the table, or um, you know, we'd go outside and play games. Um, we'd also like to try to scare each other as well. So it was kind of a, a pretty typical thing for our household growing up. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it'd be boring if you didn't. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> and so the, the, the best one, I'll, I'll kind of tell myself a little bit, this is the one time where I feel like I, I, I was actually scared. Um, cause I mean, my mom tried to like short sheet my bed and put things up. She cut out like a, a cutout man from a trash bag in my window because I had a really bright light behind him coming through my window. Your mom and sounds so, awesome. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So that's how I grew up. But I remember this one time I was coming home. I was, I was at work, actually. And my mom called me and she said, hey, we got some company to come over this weekend. Would you mind swinging by the house before you go out and you can uh, you help me vacuum? Because that was kind of my deal. We had 3,000 square foot home. So it took me a minute. Um, and so I was like, yeah, no problem. So I, I went home and I, I went around to where we were getting the the vacuum cleaner and mom's in the hallway. She said, Hey, thanks for coming in. Like, hey, no problem. My brother's in the bathroom, the shower's on, stuff like that. So uh the light for uh, the closet where the vacuum cleaner was was on the outside of the closet. So I switched it on, oh sitting there, open the door. As I'm opening the door, it's pitch black still. I'm like, great. Now I'm gonna have to change the light bulb in the closet. <laughs> so I open the door all the way. I look up and there's this glowing skull mask like right in front of my face. I didn't, I, I ran. Like I, I didn't even care. Like my mom's in the hallway. I knock her down. Like she literally fell on the ground because I'm, I'm running out of the house. And uh, yeah, it was my brother. So he had gotten this like jester <laughs> Halloween costume. And uh, it was, man, it, it, it got me. It, it was the one time I will say that I, I got, I got, got. And you wouldn't no. have saved your mother. No, no, she was, <laughs> especially after I figured out it was Fend part of her yourself, yeah. right? Hey, I can run faster than you, so. That's right. I don't have to be fast. I'll be faster than you. <laughs> Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Testament. My name is Jess Kirchmeyer. And I'm Jeff Kick, and today we're here with Brandon Barton. Brandon, welcome. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, tell us about yourself. Uh, so, um, Brandon Barton, I'm married to a beautiful uh, wife, Allison. I have three beautiful kids, uh, Avery, who's 12, um, Felicity, who is 9, and Brant, who is 7. And they're all uh, respectfully going into 7th, 4th, and 2nd grade next year. Hmm. Um, I'm in the, uh, I'm a customer development rep at Mauser Electronics right now and uh, loving every minute of it. Just got to do an event here, uh, on Friday where we got to preview the new Top Gun Maverick movie with Ooh. about 17 okay. of my top customers. You can stop talking about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe you can go see it. <laughs> I'll get there one day. I'll get there. Uh, I attend Lake Church, uh, volunteer in a lot of different areas, uh, where I can, where I feel like the Lord's needing me at that, that point in time. And, uh. Yes, it's it's life is really good right now. So. Outstanding. So this podcast is all about our testimonies in Jesus Christ. So yeah. if you would give us an opportunity to just kind of know how you came to know the Lord, sure. um, you know what what kind of brought you into that 
uh, you know, to knowledge of who Jesus is. And then, yeah. you know, what was life like before and after also? Sure. Uh, so I was actually in church nine months before I was born. Uh, my mom was the church pianist. My dad was the college and career uh, leader, I guess. He wasn't necessarily an ordained minister. Uh, my grandfather was the pastor of the church. Um, so there was just a lot of I mean, our lives were surrounded by church, uh, and we were we surrounded our lives around church, um, and so you know that was very much a, um, a a constant part of our life. If nothing else was constant, it was it was church life. Um, and then you know, going through about six years old, my my uncle um, he had a very tragic accident the year before, around when I was five, and he gave his testimony. Uh, when I was six there in the church, he had got, he gotten buried under a ton of dirt mm. and it took him, you know, like 45 minutes to try to pull him out. And I just wow. remember feeling very moved, but not moved like, oh man, I, that's a really cool story. It's moved like, I, 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 I hear something within his story that is different than other people's testimony. Um, and so I, you know, at that moment I, I knew that there was something else that I needed to, there was. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit was bringing me to something um, that was greater than me or greater than even my family. And it was to, you know, find salvation in, in Jesus. Um, so I accepted Jesus when I was six. Um, went through life, uh, really, I mean, still surrounded by church, surrounded by church family, uh, surrounded by community in church. Uh, so I was very, I, would, I mean, I would say sheltered. I didn't really listen to any contemporary music until I was in my teens. Yeah. Uh, so DC Talk was like my jam for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. DC Talk is great. Right? It's really good. Um, so I remember when I was 12, um, we're sitting at Super Summer, and <clears throat> the preacher gets up and is just giving his, his testimony of how he came into ministry. And I remember just sitting there praying, and, and most of the time I would listen through the whole thing, but I remember about halfway through, I just stopped what I was doing and just, God, this is really speaking to me in a different kind of way. What does this look like? And um, it was definitely one of those things that God's like, this is the life that I have intended for you. Um, now, it wasn't at that moment that I would be you know, putting my life towards ministry. Um, I went through high school, had, man, I felt like I had a lot of just a hard, uh, high school career in some ways. I had lost some friends to car wrecks and everything else. Um, kind of lost a little bit of who I was in Jesus at those moments, you know, and, um, didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm. I realized that, you know, what I was seeking was discipleship from others. And that really wasn't prevalent. Yeah. where I was. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, going through that, I kind of leached on to some other people around me that weren't necessarily followers of Jesus. Uh, just, it wasn't doing anything crazy, but just definitely wasn't following in, in Christ's footsteps. But I remember in between my junior and senior of high school, uh, had a tragic turn where I was, I was dating a girl <clears throat> and she actually died, uh, in a car wreck with her best friend going about, 90 miles an hour down the highway and hit a concrete culvert and just wow. ended. Right. Um, and so that was just, that just shook me. Um, and I remember I was sitting there um, just in the midst of all of that and, and dealing with the loss, um, you know, trying to, to see what, how my friends were reacting and everything else. And 
God was this is the only consistent in the midst of all that, just saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. I love you." Like this, that my plan hasn't stopped. It just it wasn't at that moment. Um, so I tried to, you know, through my senior year, I looked at a couple of colleges to go into ministry. Didn't really know. I thought I was going to be a youth pastor for a while. I was a big kid, you know, so everything was, everything was fun. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that, that age group of, of people. Cause I mean, one, that was kind of where I was, but I always seemed to gravitate to that age, even when I was younger. Um, and so again, the doors didn't quite open for me to go to ministry at that point in time. But in high school, I was able to um, buy into my own business and work. And that's when I, I really um, I really heard God say, you know, I, I didn't make you for music ministry. But there's other things that I have gifted you with in that. And management and leadership is one of those categories that I've, I've created you for. And so I ran part of that business for a while. Um, Bought into it was owning it was, it was an ownership. It was Taste of the Tropics there in College Station, um, and so I, I worked there a lot. Also, just nothing kind of came to be in that in those moments as far as ministry wise. I would still volunteer at church. We'd sing in the choir. I was still on praise team. Uh, still helping the youth area when I could, uh, but nothing just kind of culminated to a a, a ministry uh, walk at that point. Yeah. And so. Um, about, I think I was about 25, 24, met my wife. She actually worked for my mom at A&M. Um, and she, you know, just just a wonderful human being uh, all the way around. One that I didn't really think existed anymore. Um, she's kind of an old soul, but one that's very true and very uh, sound and loving and very unselfish. Mm. And so um, that's how God kind of, helped me through some of those times of you know, people out there really just like, this is attainable. Like me, me carrying, you know, you through this stuff, th- this is a possibility. You can, you know, live in this way and it's not, you don't have to follow people or follow things. You can follow me and I, I can give you these things. So, you know, we, we started dating. Um, I remember I was, um, I was 25 our music pastor at the time uh, was going on vacation and asked me if I would step in and lead the morning Sunday service there at our church. And um, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. That sounds fine with me. Uh, How different can it be from leading, you know, youth? This is like a 3,500 member church (laughs) and a little over 2000 on Sunday morning. So it was a little bit different. Um, And so it, it, it was one of those things that right before I went out, on the stage as he was gone, I just I felt this like huge, not burden, but just a weight that just kind of settled over me. I'm like, Lord, I, I, I just, I need you right now. Can you meet me in this place? And the moment that I stepped out and got um, on stage, it was just he and I, it was the Lord and I through that whole morning service. I didn't see another person in there. I didn't hear another instrument. I mean, it was literally, it was just he and I. And that's that was the calling into ministry that 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 was the ministry that he was calling me into, mm-hmm. um, and so that was a uh, a moment I'll never forget. And so as as that music pastor came back, it was actually he was going in view of a call for another church, um, and he has talked to the senior pastor who I've been friends with his family for a long time, and he said, "Hey, would you mind if Brandon steps into this interim role?" 
And uh, he was like, no, I think it's a great idea. So I was in interim there at the church for about 10 months. And then my bride and I got married. Uh, we moved up here. I moved to uh, the seminary. I worked at Prestonwood. I worked at a few other churches around the area uh, for the next few years. Uh, and that was all building to, you know, to, to Lake Church. Mm-hmm. Um, had our had Avery while we were still um, in the upper Dallas area, around the Plano area. Um and God really just guided, you could, I can look back on every position that I held, every aspect of my life and see how God continued to mold me and shape me for this position specifically. But it wasn't just the position. It was what Lake Church stands for and what Lake Church helps people through. And that's a lot of spiritual warfare, things that attached to me at a much younger age that I didn't really understand. And I wouldn't be prepared to deal with until I got here. So God had many different avenues for me to, <clears throat> to to be here or many different reasons for me to be here. And a lot of that was for me to deal with a lot of things from my past that I hadn't really quite dealt with. Uh, we had um, my, my middle daughter and my son um, at, uh, while we were here and just to see community at a church like, and I know that a lot of people um, go to church and they they invest, but but community is different here than it has been in other places. Um, it, the biblical community really is defined by what I experienced here. Um, and it's a family. And so, <clears throat> you know, went through ministry life, had a lot of uh, ups and downs through that, um, and came to... Uh, just kind of dealing with some things about five years ago that um, just felt like this wasn't this wasn't all that there was for me. Yeah. Like there was something that I was yeah. I was building into for for the future. And um, you know, I so I, I missed the the secular world of things. Um, I missed being being in the midst of unbelievers where God could use me in a different way than he would just in a, in a church position. Um, and so now I'm doing that. I'm, I've, I've come through um, a, a couple years of definitely some uh, healing and everything else that, that God has, has chosen to do in my life and has put me in positions now that I can literally be the hands and feet of Jesus to people around me, even if they don't really expect it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, David Chase, uh, a good friend of mine, um, you know, always references, you know, my, my work is for the glory of God. Hmm. And um, that's that's not just, you know, ministry life, because I feel like we all have a ministry, right? Mm-hmm. We're all meant to be pastors. We're all meant to have a ministry. Uh, it might not just be a church ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like God has really uh, utilized a lot of ups and downs in my life to get me to this place where I am completely open and available for his kingdom work in my life. Yeah. So I know that you, you've been like a part of ministry quite a bit, obviously with the worship pastor stuff, but um, you also volunteer and are involved in other ministries. So what all are you, are you involved in and what um, like, 
or have you been involved in? <laughs> Do we have time for that? Um, <laughs> the list is long. Yeah, and like, what draws you to that? Like, what yeah. you know, and why? And why do you? Yeah, I mean, I know you kind of mentioned why, like, for the glory of God, and and, and yeah. yeah, investing. But yeah, I'll elaborate on that a little. So, bit. So, um, my whole life has been, I've never wanted, I've never had the desire to be great at any one thing. I've wanted to be really good at a lot of different things, and I've seen that played out in a lot of different ways uh, in relationships in. Uh, ministry and friendships. Uh, but as far as uh, ministry, that that just kind of, it it flows out of me in just a, in a I don't want to say effortless because there are times where it feels like we're on the bed, I've got this, yeah. this, 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 and this to do. Uh, but it seems like God, when I have those moments, God just kind of checks out and be like, hey, this is what I am asking you to do for me, not for you. Mm. Okay. Um, but you know, short of being a preacher at a church, I pretty much have done everything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, volunteer coordinator, I've uh, worked in the children's department, worked in the youth department, adult, men's, media, music, of course, missions, college. Um, and it brings back Luke 12, 48, which my life first for a very long time. And that was to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like God has given me much, um, maybe not in the way that the world sees, yeah. much. Um, but I know that he has given much, so I am required to do much. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you mentioned that you work in a Mauser electronics now, mm-hmm. uh, no. when we asked you some preliminary questions early on, you said you love that job. Yes. And you've been there for what? Three months? Three, three half months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said you love that job. So sometimes <laughs> our careers give us the opportunity to show who Jesus is by the way that we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Um, so what ministry opportunities have you seen in this new career that you're, um, that you're in right now? And, um, and how has the Lord kind of guided you into this position that you're in? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, <laughs> I, I feel like I've, I've kind of, I don't know if you've ever experienced this in your life where it feels like you're taking pieces of things throughout your life and you're making something new. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So that's how I feel like God is. What really you thought it was like learning meaningless yeah. stuff. Exactly. 20 years ago. It's like, oh, yeah. This. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's what God's really done in this role. Um, it's combining all the things that he's given me. Um, sometimes I feel like a counselor in the midst of my you know, little cubicle group that I'm in. Um People who seek things out. I remember, I remember having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I, there was like three or four of us, and one one of them turned to the other one and was like, "I don't think she said a cuss word or something." Yeah. She's like, "I don't think Brandon's ever said a cuss word." <laughs> I'm like, "I will have you know, I have. <laughs> you might not have heard it, but it has come out." And then I have to ask the Lord to forgive me. Um, but you know, it, it really. It, when we talk about, you know, water talks or, or whatever, you know, yeah. the, around the water cooler, um, I mean, from dealing with their own personal things to dealing with uh, um, neighbors, it, it, it just seems like God's given me the opportunity to to feed into or speak into the lives of the people around me. Right. Um, and it's not, you know, it, it's not just monetarily, like I'll... Sometimes I'll throw, you know, something secretive on somebody's desk, just make them feel good, right? I just feel like Holy Spirit said, hey, this person needs this today. Hmm. Okay, awesome. Let me go get that for them. Um, but it's it's a lot of just listening, which I really did not have a very good, I didn't listen well um, before in, in, in most of my life. You know, I was always a, 
had to be my way, had to do things my way and control was a big thing for me. Um, but, you know, it just seems like God has really just kind of shaved down and polished and, and everything else. Some of those areas of my life that I was hesitant to give to him completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm seeing that culminate here in, yeah. in my role now in my job. Uh, but it's not just that it's, you know, it's, um, you know, working for his glory, right? Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. about that earlier. Um, you know, I have the opportunity to give him the glory for the things that it seems like I am doing, yeah. which yes, my physical body is doing those things, but it's not I who is, are, are putting those things together. Mm. It's God. God's putting me in these positions to be able to speak into things and to be able to work according to what he needs me to do. That's cool. That's encouraging. Because like I, I've been learning, I feel like recently God's been teaching me a lot about his sovereignty mm. and like his hand being in things and him being yeah. in things. And like, yeah, so that's that's encouraging to me to hear that. <laughs> so what does a customer development rep do? So basically, it, it kind of combines. I mean, I guess you could say, well, it's right there in the title. You develop customers. It, it is, <laughs> but it's not. I mean, there's a whole lot of different things to it, right? So there's an aspect of sales to my position. There's an aspect of account management marketing, you know, stuff like that. So there, there's a lot of different things that I, I have the flexibility of doing, but my main role is to just build relationships within the accounts. So I have a lot of very high-end accounts through in there that buy electronic components. Um, and so my job is to build relationships, which has come easy to me mm-hmm. to build relationships. Before, it was very shallow relationships. So oh. I didn't go deep or I didn't build those deep relationships with people because I just, I didn't have, quote unquote, the time to be able to invest in people like that. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing that God has shown me over these, you know, the past few years is you do have the time. You're just not making the time. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Completely understand. So you're the human instead of them having to press three to get a machine. Right. So <laughs> in Mauser, there's no machine. No, that's awesome. No, we have yeah. we're we have all customer service all the time. <laughs> it sounds out, a lot like Dunder Mifflin really cool. trying to stay alive. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Oh yes. That's right. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, they're always worried about getting t- taken over oh, by, man. by yeah. Great, the great online reference. sales. Great reference. So, okay, so you mentioned um, struggles and being able to mm. use that to share with people and, and talk to people. So how has the Lord um, brought you through some of the struggles in your life? Yeah. Um, I mean, humility is a big one. Yeah. Right. And um, those who deal with control or pride, um, you know, there's some there's a humility that either you accept or is is forced on Mm. you. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, just depending on your response is the magnitude of how that can affect you. Mm. Right. Um, so I think humility, it it has to start with just a complete release of every part of control that you have. That's hard. Uh, it is. Uh, It's hard hard for anybody. It is. Yeah. Um, and I still struggle with that. Um, but I also know that being on this side of, um, you know, addictions and stuff in my life that God's brought me through, um, it's so much sweeter here than it ever was back there. Mm. And uh, not really understanding or knowing why, um, 
but I don't need to know why. Like God's sufficient enough for me. Yeah. And it's that was a hard lesson to learn, but it's one that is extremely necessary for him to be able to use me to the full capacity that he created me to be. Mm. So did you like so during during that, like, did, were you able to look and see, man, I know there's going to be something sweeter over there. Or was it like, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to, you know, do what Let's he's what telling happened. me to do and see yeah. where it ends up. If it ends up terrible over there, then fine. That's what God wants. Right. I think there's a, there's an aspect of both of that. Okay. Uh, I think that there's, you can see that, okay, God, if you are who you say you are, then this is, this is something that is going to be so much sweeter. Yeah. But there are times where you you look at what you, what you're going through, what you've gone through, and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to be obedient because that's what you've commanded me to do. Right. And it just, I mean, just the bare necessity. I mean, not necessity. <laughs> not the bus to the jungle book. <laughs> I know it's all it's like <laughs> coming right in. Jump to the last segment. All of a sudden, great. Um, but just just to get into the brass tacks of it all. Right. If if I I can do nothing more than be obedient, then I'm doing what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so there there's both of those things. And sometimes that's in the midst of like a week. Sometimes that's in the midst of like ten minutes. Yeah. And so when you when you see God, when you see His hand move in such a way, when you when I sat there weeping and watching what God was doing in the midst of all the hard, um, it took me it took me to the place where I needed to be to be able to listen to what He had to say. And I think that was a breaking of my pride, a breaking of my control, uh, to bring me to the place where, okay, now you're you're out from under your own self. Mm. Now, now let, let me move you where you need to go. And so that, yes, both and. Yeah. It, it is, is a both and, and I'm sure there's other yeah. <laughs> categories yeah. within that as well. I think that's a huge struggle, I think, daily for everybody. And that's yeah. something that believers need to understand. You know, when you're trying daily to mm-hmm. deny yourself and take up your cross and follow right. Christ, um, people feel like failures. You know, because time and time again, oh, my pride took over. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. this and that again, yeah. whatever. Um, it's I think it's a daily battle. Yeah. It's a daily struggle because we forget that not only is the devil attacking us, right. he has a lifetime, like from the beginning of time, worth yes. of experience and knowledge and how to attack people. Um, so it's not like we're dealing with a guy. That was, you can't just like... Um, outsmart the dude, right? right? I mean, he's he's he knows what he's doing. Right. And so it's a daily struggle, I think. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand is you become a believer. It's not just, you know, I'll submit myself to Christ. Everything's good every single day. No, right. it's, it's a battle every 100%. single day. Yes. Yeah. And it's one of those things that in, in what what I've gone, you know, some of the the journey groups, the one-on-one, the mentoring and everything else that, that I've both helped with and, and gone through, there's an aspect of he doesn't the devil doesn't have to change his tactics. No, not at all. They work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Proven. Because we're so we're so into ourselves. We're so in, in inverted on our selfishness that we don't we don't we don't have to have something different thrown at us. Like his tactics work. They've mm-hmm. worked, you know, 
3,000 years ago they work today, yeah. they're going to work 3,000 years from now. Mm-hmm. The difference is if we can get, if we can separate ourselves from the, the, the flesh and what it, what it desires for you, because what does the Lord say in the, in the word that he, he will give you an escape. He will give you a way out. Mm-hmm. See, I, I didn't look for the escape to know that it was there yeah. before. I know that he promised that to me now. So there's an escape if we just look for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that's, that's running away. Sometimes that's, you know, turning to uh, the word. Sometimes that's stopping and praying. Some, there's a lot of different ways that God allows that escape to happen. Mm-hmm. But to look for the escape is, is something that that has to be a natural turn when things, when, when temptation comes, when yeah. Satan's there, right? Uh, because he is. I mean, he will, he will send his cronies to attack you at every angle. That, and he knows, he be, he's a student of you. Mm-hmm. He knows what works. And so what do we have to do? We have to guard our heart and guard our mind. Mm-hmm. Wake up every day, put on the armor of God, and completely submit to him in every second of every day. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. Right. No. So what would be the recommendation then? You have people who are struggling with that. And I, and I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying, you know, you, you got to go to church. You got to surround yourself with, sure. you know, with fellow believers too, because yeah. um, this whole 2020 when we were doing church online, <laughs> come on, man. This, you know, that was hard. Yeah, that was very yeah. hard. You don't yeah. surround yourself with believers on that computer screen, right. right? But then I've heard people also say, well, I don't need to go to church to be a believer in Christ. Yeah, sure. that's true. All right. But, you know, God created fellowship for a reason. Right. And that is so we can lift each other up. Yes. Right. We can mourn with each other. We can teach with each other, learn with each other. And lift each other up and, and help in these times, yeah. And I think that what what we've missed on, I think in in our culture, we're a very prideful culture, right? Yeah. We can do everything on our own. I can do it. If I can't do it, then it's not worth doing. But vulnerability and transparency um, are words that are thrown around, but not really adhered to, yeah, or not really practiced on a regular basis. I know I didn't. Um, it took community and, you know, building up of others around me to then build me up so that I can then build up in others and continue. So what, what Satan, one of Satan's tactics that I think is the, is the one that works the best is isolation, right? And I think we saw a lot of that when COVID happened. Yeah. Everybody was at home. Well, you started to see... You know, addictions rise, started to see suicides rise, started to see divorces rise. You started to see all these things because the community is is, is, is separate. The community mm-hmm. is broken. Um, and so I think that that was, a, that was a time that you could do one of two things. You could, you could seek out intentional community or you could sit at home in isolation. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that – Satan does really well is isolate people, make them feel like they're the only ones that have ever gone through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just completely tear them down from that point on. Or even the reverse of like, <clears throat> so I was thinking you're talking about pride and all that. Yeah. So like if I'm struggling with something, I go talk to someone who can help me. And then I do really good for three days. I don't need to talk to them no more. I'm mm. good. I got it. I, I know what I'm doing. And then, yeah. And so I'm isolating myself from, like you said, that vulnerability and transparency yeah. of being like, well, it's working today, you know, like, right. like instead it's like, I got it. I don't need you. You're like, I'm good. And then, yeah, then it, that's whenever, like you were saying earlier, like 
continuing to be in the word, continuing to be in church, exactly. like not letting your guard down, but realizing that it's a battle every day. And well, like people have to take medication every day. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> exactly. Stop taking meds. Well, then you're sick. Then you're sick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I think if we if, if we as a collective community start thinking that way, yeah. thinking of com- interaction with the Lord, interaction with the word, like I can't go a day without spending my time with God. I can't. I've seen what that does. Yeah. I can't go back there. So I literally have to get up every day and be intentional with how I pursue God. And he he pursues me, sure, but mm-hmm. I pursue him. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> it, it is it is one of the easiest things you can do or the hardest things to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that that's, we always talk about, you know, being busy, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that was that thing. That's the word that's just destroyed yeah. our relationship with God is oh, I'm just busy. No, you're not busy. You're just not putting your focus where it needs to be. Right. <laughs> I wasn't putting my focus where it needed to be. I was putting my focus on what I thought yeah. I needed. And that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. I've been choosing to change my wording of like, oh, I don't have time to do that to, oh, I'm choosing to use my time over here exactly. for these things instead. Yes. <laughs> because so I had a gum surgery and I was like going to be not talking and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like have so much time. I'm going to be able to spend in the word and yeah. all this stuff. And, and reading, reading the Bible, I love reading the Bible, but having like a daily intentional, like my kids are yes. away from me, quiet time with God is like not always something that I get to right. accomplish. And so I was like, this is going to be great because I'm not going to be able to talk to them anyway. So I'm going to tell them, go away. I'm going to read my Bible. <laughs> it was like a week before I read my Bible after my surgery. I was like, what the heck? Like, I, you know, right. what, I had the time. Yeah. Like you said, I just, I chose to not do it. Man, it, feels it takes like- more time and effort to point and mum. And mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now it feels like there's something missing when I don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Right? I can feel it. I can feel my day starting differently. Mm-hmm. When I don't spend intentional time with the Lord, yeah. But I don't have that. Yeah, I remember it was I was about second or third week at Mauser, and I'm I'm getting my coffee cup and I'm going to get some tea from the from the fountain over there, and um, I was fixing to walk out of my cubicle. And I'm like, you know what, God, what do I what do I need to do in this moment? Like, what needs to happen? And it's sure enough, as I'm walking out. I had someone come across and was talking to me about it's just out of the blue. Never met this person before, but said hi, how you doing? Man, my neighbor's really sick. Hmm. I'm so sorry. What what what's going on? She starts to tell me, you know, she doesn't have any family, she all that kind of stuff, and uh she's just kind of recovering from cancer. I'm like, can I pray for her right now? They're like, What? Said, hmm. Can I pray for her? Yeah, I think it's okay. So we're out there in the middle of the floor. We prayed. Mm-hmm. If I will slow down enough to ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to do with me in those moments, there's nothing that touches that. There's nothing that distracts from what God's going to do. Mm-hmm. But I have to take the time to stop and ask what needs to happen next. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, Brandon. So we like to finish our podcasts with um, our guest's favorite scripture or passage yeah. or book or character, whatever from the Bible that the Lord <laughs> has used in your life. 
Oh gosh, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we know uh, it's hard to break that down. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's so yeah, many, yeah. and it, you know, God, I think just like He does with friendships, He, he brings verses and stories in that of your life for time. You mm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the one that I've really kind of adhered to and just you know staked focus and uh, you know hope in is Psalm 42 and three. So He drew me up out of the pit of destruction out of the miry bog, set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And um, I think that one specifically just continues to give me hope that God continues to just pull out and put up and just continue to uh, make me a new creation Every song that he has put in my mouth has been for his glory and for my good. Um, and so I have to continually just give him praise for all that he's done. He continues to do uh, because if it weren't for him, I'd be nothing. Hmm. Yeah. So there, do you ever listen to Seeds Family Worship? Yeah, we actually had a couple CDs. Of yeah, that. they have. They do that one. Do they? Uh-huh. It's it's catchy. I like their stuff. I'll have to look and see. Uh, <laughs> you said good. forty verse two and three? forty-two and three. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Brandon, it's been great to have yeah, you on. It's been fun. Thank y'all. Thanks for coming, yeah. bud. Absolutely. If you want to know more about who Jesus is, you can go to shockwaveministries.com and click on the gospel message. There you will find scripture references about who Jesus is and the plan of salvation, as well as different resources and references provided by our guests to help you through your walk with Christ. You can also click on the Testament tab where you will find a link to all of our podcasts and see our most recent podcast episodes that have been launched. Also on the Testament tab, you can drop us a line. Let us know what you think, if you have any comments or ideas for us, or point us to someone you think would make a great guest on our show. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Testament podcast. We'll make sure you know when each of our episodes launch and even give you a heads up on what episode is coming up with our future Friday posts. And if you see myself or Jess out and about, ask us for a business card. That's right. So we printed business cards with a QR code on them that leads your smartphone to our show. So thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.